0: G'day, welcome back to our series based on Psalm 119. This is the second in our series. Throughout Psalm 119, the writer has eight different words for Scripture, or Law of the Lord. When the psalmist says God's law, Law of the Lord, or Torah, he does not mean as some think just the Mosaic Law but rather all of the revealed will and mind of God in the Old Testament Scriptures. We, of course, don't know how much of the Old Testament was written when the psalmist was writing Psalm 119, but we do know that he would have had had at his disposal at least the first five books, the Pentateuch, that's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy to you and I. Additionally, It is also quite probable that some of the historical books, and maybe even the book of Job, were at his bedside. So with that brief introduction, let's investigate these eight words. Of course, our modern translations don't always use these words, but rather these are root meanings of the original Hebrew words that the psalmist would have used. Firstly, there is law. The first word to share is law, and it is the most common of all the words used here in Psalm 119. It has as its foundation the word teach or direction, and can be synonymous with one commandment or other, or even a whole book of laws which are to be followed. It shows that God's revealed will is not simply for observation, but it is primarily for obedience. Then secondly, there are testimonies, and this means that what God says is a reliable witness, a witness that is faithful, dependable, and true. Rules and high standards for practical and obedient godly life with warnings against disobedience abound within this expression. And thirdly, there are precepts, This word is drawn from a person who is a manager or inspector, looking into a situation and getting ready to act. This word reflects the finer detail or specific instructions as laid down by the Lord. And then fourthly, there are statutes. When the psalmist speaks of statutes, he writes about the permanence of Scripture as an enduring reminder of the Lord and all His almighty goodness. Fifthly, commandments. This word, commandment, signifies a direct order from authority. It is not simply power to influence, but rather the right to give orders and an attitude of assuredness. Sixthly, there's ordinance. The word ordinance. And within the Old Testament, this would be judgments or decisions as laid down by a supremely wise, almighty judge, as God is. But it's more than judgments, because it also signifies the justice of being dutiful and responsible. And then seventhly, word. This is the most popular expression used by the psalmist. And it simply means God's revealed truth in any shape, form, commandment or statement. And then lastly we have promise. Very similar in nature to the word word. Its root or foundation is from to say or promise to do or say. God's promises are true. He keeps his promises. For a quick example, throughout the whole Old Testament, God's people Israel had the promise of the coming Messiah, not only for themselves, but for the whole world. And in the New Testament, we see this promise fulfilled fulfilled in Jesus Christ, being that long-waited-for Messiah. Of course, for those of us in 21st century, Scripture or law of the Lord is not confined to the first five books of the Old Testament, or even the whole Old Testament. No, Scripture for us also includes the New Testament. We had the benefit of being able to read and study the Old Testament with the understanding and eyes of the New Testament. So many Christians only look at study and preach the New Testament. But Scripture is all 66 books, all revealing God's timeless truths. And here, in Psalm 119, the psalmist equates eight key words about God's revealed word, or Scripture. Law, testimonies, precepts, statutes, commandments, ordinances words and promises. They are not meant to be seen as eight individual words, but rather eight distinct aspects of God's revealed word in Scripture, like mirrors reflecting each other. For the psalmist, at least the Pentateuch, and probably some of the histories, for Jesus and the first Christians, the Old Testament, and later on some of Paul's writings, as attested to by Peter where he writes in 2 Peter 3, verse 15-16. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Hopefully by the end of these series of studies, you will have found a new delight in reading your Bible, all 66 books of it, including perhaps some that you have never read before. And now for you to ponder. Ask yourself these questions. How do you view the Bible? How you read it? why you read it, and do you listen to God speaking to you as you do so? And finally, in preparation for our next study, please do read Psalm 119, verses 1 to 8. Thank you, and God bless you.